service. Welcome back to the Full Service Podcast. I am Tank Smith, your host. So happy to be here. So happy that you're here. Feels like it's been a minute. Feels like it's been a while since I've uh, talked to this microphone. Our last episode, episode 100, was August 10th. Took a few weeks off, but we're here. We're back. So excited. Happy that you're here. (laughs) I can't say it enough. Uh, yo, follow us if you're not on Instagram, on Twitter. We're at Full Service Pod. I am at Tank Funkadelic. Man, it feels like a lot's happened. Feels like a lot has happened since we last spoke. Um, OnlyFans on the 20th of August said that they were going to make changes to the website, they were going to no longer allow. You know, sexually explicit content that was set to take place on October 1st. And it would basically have to be phased out of the website completely by December 1st. When that happened, you saw like there was a mass exodus from OnlyFans. People started joining Just for Fans, started joining Fan Centro, started joining Fansly, Avian Stars, Pocket Stars, all these websites. OnlyFans said that the new changes were basically in response to pressure from payment processors. Uh, If you remember in December, there was a New York Times article where this dude wrote about Pornhub. And after that, subsequently MasterCard, Visa were like, hey, we're not allowing any more payments on Pornhub. And the same thing was basically going to happen to OnlyFans. And so they're like, hey, no more adult content. And after a few days, they then were like, hey, we've secured new funding and we're going to allow adult content on this on the website because there was everyone's like, "Okay, we're leaving OnlyFans and uh, we'll go to where, you know, our content is accepted and we're not don't really have fear of, you know, not being able to work, not being able to make a living just because of the content that we're producing. So it's still it's still an ongoing thing. This is not going to end with, you know, OnlyFans percentage of the changes a couple days later, but it's not, this is, it's, there's, there's a thing that's going to keep happening, you know, wherever the, the anti-porn lobby, the anti-sex work lobby, they're strong and they're not going to, they're not going to stop. So, uh, there's a, there's a thing that will, will keep happening. You know, I have a link in the show notes to an open letter to MasterCard. As of right now, they have on October 15th, they plan on, enacting new changes against how they basically regulate adult content merchants. So if you can sign this petition against that new policy, the website is acceptancematters.org or just click the link that is in the show notes. That'd be great. Today, episode 101. So excited. Oh my God. My guest is Durham, North Carolina based escort artist L blue. We sat down, I guess, like right at the beginning of August and recorded this. I went up to North Carolina for a couple days, recorded episode 100, and this was recorded the next day. Uh, so, so much fun. So much shout out, L. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. We uh, talk her start in sex work on OnlyFans, branching out into escorting. We look at life in Durham. We talk her passion for writing. She gives advice for clients. We talk misconceptions within sex work. Uh, We talk tattooing, where she sees herself in the future. Oh my God, so much fun. You can find Elle on Twitter. She is at X. And you can find her on OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash LRoseBlue. I have links to both of those in the show notes. Click the links, show her some love, give her a follow. I'm going to stop talking. I hope you enjoy my conversation today with LBlue. Thanks. Welcome back, people. Hey, it's Tank Smith. So excited. So fucking excited. I'm in Durham, North Carolina right now. My guest today is Durham-based escort artist L. Blue. L. thanks for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. This is great. I'm so excited to have you on. (laughs) I feel like it's live. It's live. It's live. It is almost 1 a.m. in the morning. I like late podcasts. It's my favorite. 
Hell yeah. This is my prime brain power time. Definitely. Definitely. I put in new contacts so that my eyes wouldn't get like, you know, sometimes you're up late, <laughs> the contacts start, start getting sticky. You just reminded me that I haven't changed my contacts in like months. I wear daily contacts. I never take, like, this is the first time I've changed my contacts in a long time. Just for this podcast. <laughs> We're so bad at that. This is... <laughs> My eye doctor's like, you changed how often? I'm like, once a month, like I'm supposed to. Yeah, they're like, nope, you should take them out every <laughs> yeah, day. They're like, your eyes are lacking the necessary oxygen you're supposed to have. And I'm like, like oh my God. I'm why sorry. do they feel fine then? <laughs> they feel good. If they if they're something wrong, why don't they just feel bad? Yeah. You know? But, see right through your bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you coming out. We're in fucking Nurm right now. Mm-hmm. I uh I used to live in Raleigh. Feels good to be back in the triangle. Yeah. How uh, how do you like Durham? I love Durham. Um, it's great. It's a good mix of business professional people, college, you know, some college people, families, cute kids, cute yeah. houses, neighborhoods. Yeah, it's yeah, nice. yeah. A lot of, it's a really big foodie area. So much good food here. Yeah, like I never eat at chain restaurants anymore. Yeah. There's a good ramen place downtown somewhere. It's really good. I wish I knew the name. I know. Of I was like, wait, I haven't I'm just, been there. <laughs> just throwing out just ideas without the. I'll t- when I when we get done, I'll look it up and I'll okay. I'll tell you and the people probably. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But there's a good ramen place in Durham. That's all you need. Sold. Yeah. Hell Everyone yeah. move here. <laughs> what's uh? What's what's something good to do in Durham? What's the move you're having fun? What's 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 fun to do? Mm, well, you know, it's kind of like I I moved here four months ago. Um, it's, you know, still the pandemic, so I'm going to just blame it on that, that I don't know yeah. much. Have you been to a Durham Bulls game ever? Yes. What do you think? It was fun. I love baseball games and eating. You got to eat a hot dog. Got to eat the hot dog. Um, I really like the cotton candy. I haven't had cotton candy in so long. I miss it. It's it's one of those things where you're like, this is going to be good, and then like three bites, you're like, this is good, and then you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. It's like a funnel cake almost <laughs> or like that. It's like you have a couple bites of the funnel cake, and you're like... Yep. I got what I wanted. Yep. I'm gonna throw the rest of it away. I do that with the turkey legs. Ooh, I went, the to, fair. I went to uh, I turkey legs are good. I went to a Renaissance festival a couple oh months ago. Turkey, I love the turkey legs. And they're like twelve dollars, and that's why it's sad when like you feel like you have to eat it. Yeah, <laughs> you're like God. I can't waste this. I can't have it because I mean, you all you really want is like man, less ten ten bites are under. You yeah. know. Ten, ten, yeah. ten might even be a lot, you know. Yeah. And then you're like, but I have to keep going because yeah, you can't waste your money. Such an investment, right? Like I will make myself sick because I have to, you know, not waste <laughs> my money. <laughs> I feel like that's such a bad excuse. Like somebody asks you later, they're like, "Hey, why are you feeling so bad?" You're like, "I ate this fucking giant turkey leg. <laughs> I couldn't stop. It was twelve dollars." <laughs> they're like, "Oh, I understand completely." Yeah, like I would drop it on the like dirty fairground and be like, five second rule. Like yeah. this was twelve dollars." <laughs> I feel like that's one of the reasons why I don't know. If, I don't know if this is scientific at all, but one of the reasons why I never got COVID was all the food that I ate off the ground over the years. Yes, I agree. I never got it either. Yeah, and obviously that's why. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but I feel like that's why. Why are people not talking about this more? This podcast is should be a medical podcast, this honestly. <laughs> call you Dr. Tank. I will say that this is medical advice, people. This is <laughs> We do me- recommend this. <laughs> medical advice, take it or leave it, but you'll, you know, avoid the pandemic, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we need to open up the fairs again. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Hell yeah! Fuck yeah. Hell yeah! I said it first. <laughs> yeah. So now it's not even my phrase anymore. It's no. just your hell yeah, fuck yeah. I'm copying you when I do it. Yep. But it will be happening a lot throughout the podcast for sure. I just haven't said anything cool enough yet. That's all. It'll it'll happen. Okay. It's coming. I hope so. You are an artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say it like, you know. I, I would honestly rather, I am an artist, but like create, like I'm very creative, but like creative writing. I love poetry and stuff okay. like that too. Yeah. So like visually that's there, but like I haven't been doing that as hardcore as I've been doing like my writing and stuff. Okay. Do you, who's your favorite, your favorite poet? Um, what's his name? Theodore Rothke? 
Okay. Ronnie's <laughs> my favorite. I'm like, what's his name? Um, <laughs> it's because my brain sucks. Yeah, he just writes this really cool poem. I'll have to look it up. Um, okay. But yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot of favorite poets, honestly. It's kind of one of those things where instead of like a hobby or passion where I'm like trying to study it, I just like to do it myself. And okay. it's like a creative outlet just to like release you know, where do you, feelings. Where do you feel like you – do you find inspiration anywhere when you are writing or – where does it come from anywhere? It's literally just... like my pent up emotions and I can't take it anymore and I have to force them out of my body somehow. Okay. Is really what drives it. I feel like writing so cathartic though. You just like get this shit out and you're like, man, I'm like flowing. It's, it's, it's like, good. especially when it's the stuff like you just, like if you really need to cry and you can't and then you write about that thing. It's yeah. kind of like, it makes you conceptualize it enough to actually process it. Damn. At least for me. Yeah. I feel like I should do that instead of like watching a sports documentary. <laughs> I mean, Just I watch write. a lot of Netflix. Let's not okay. kid myself here. But. but if I need to cry, it's the sports documentaries that really do it for me. Yeah, or like sometimes I just make myself cry eventually. I need to work on it. Like, if my chest feels tight, that's where it is. And I'm like, fuck. Like, I'm just like, okay, I can't cry about the thing. It's making me sad. I'm going to watch a sad thing oh yeah but i don't listen to sad music because that's just that like takes me there you know oh, okay, <laughs> like that yeah. like makes me sad yeah okay, I feel <laughs> if i'm gonna give out like sad girl vibes you know yeah it's uh currently the summer you got any plans what's been happening this summer for you oh man well so it's been really slow business wise but i had my best month on OnlyFans Ooh, for nice. July. So I broke $1,000 in one month. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because I made a post about it um, on Reddit because all the posts you see are like how I made top, you know, 0.06% in my first month. And it's like, oh, that's not realistic. Because when I was top like 30%, I was making like $200 a month. Yeah. Like it's, there's so many people that don't make a lot of money. So I kind of went through how I got to that point and explained that, you know, I didn't do much different except just promote it, like, way more. Oh, just, like, pushing it so hard? Mm Mm-hmm. Or just being more consistent, especially on Reddit. Like, Reddit can be really advantageous, but you have to be consistent. Yeah. And learn how to not come across spammy. Yeah. So, I've, I've, like, you know... My friends have OnlyFans. They promote on Reddit, and they show me messages that they get Mm -hmm. from people on Reddit. (laughs) <laughs> how's that you know? oh my gosh i don't get anything interesting but a friend of mine totally does and it's just really really funny the shit she'll post but um no for me i have like the quietest fans ever like oh, nice like i just it's like i can like it's like they're not even there <laughs> see i feel like that's not bad it's like let me give you money and then i won't talk to you yeah it's kind of nice like let me jerk it off to you and then i'll just like log off but, you know, that's a lot of lost money, like, in customs and other stuff. Or, like, people oh, yeah. will, like, you know, sext with, like, dirty messages and stuff to try to, like, get people to talk to them so that they can, like, lure them into buying pictures or whatever. Like, see what I'm doing right now? Like, yeah. aspirating, aren't you? Like, I'm not... <laughs> I don't ever do any of that because nobody fucking Nobody's, replies. Nobody also... No one's ever masturbating also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This was from days ago. This is <laughs> it, oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the point. The, you're not supposed to make new content. You're supposed to sell it over and over and over for it to be worth, like, the $3 you're going to send it for. Yeah. Totally. I do that. I've even edited videos where I'm like, oh, you want me to say your name? Cool. I'm going to make sure I don't do any. Like, I'm going to, you know, and oh, so I yeah, can yeah, edit yeah. it, take the name out, and put it together for we something gotta, else. Okay, we got to get multiple uses out of this content. Yeah, or know? like if I say their name, my mouth's not in it, so then I can just audio over like oh, someone shit. else's name. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I never thought about that. Nice. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, because like that to me is not, you know, a scam. It's, it is what it is. I said your name in this video. And you got the video. And you're going to be um, happy. So. So happy. Yeah. My name was said. How can you argue? How can you? Yeah. <laughs> It is a custom. This is a win-win for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's fair. So I always like to start at the beginning of everyone's like sex work journey, right? Mm-hmm. Can you, do you feel like you can remember your first exposure to sex work at all? I mean, <laughs> I guess technically it was when I was like being like, you know, taught, like taught the Bible <laughs> and like prostitutes and like Jesus loved prostitutes. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, I think one of them washed his feet with her hair. Yeah. And, like, perfume. 
<laughs> and in my mind, it was like, oh, here's this like thing. I didn't even know that they got paid. Like, I didn't think, I thought prostitutes lived in like a brothel and that's just like, for some reason they were there and, okay. and, and like had no choice or whatever and would just have sex with dudes. And that was like, like almost like slaves, basically. Like I thought, okay. or like a concubine. That was yeah. another thing I learned about, you know, when I was little learning the Bible. I think I associated those two. Okay. But then like actual, real, you know, not fake stuff. Um, hmm. I would say I really wasn't even super introduced or exposed to it until like the rise of like OnlyFans. Okay. But I've definitely, well, I guess I knew about camming, um, like my free cams and stuff, it, like Omegle, that like, oh, like yeah. Chatterbait, like all that kind of stuff. So like high school. Um, but I was raised pretty religious until high school. And then once I was in college, I kind of was like, okay, like free think a little bit more and like take the weight off of like not having enough faith and just sort of doing what I wanted to do. And that's kind of when I realized how openly I could be about sex and just being sensual and like, you know, sending nudes on my flip phone and stuff in high school. (laughs) Like it was just sort of like that came so naturally to me and it just seemed and I felt like I was good at it, you know. Yeah. But you can't be like, put blowjobs on my resume. Yeah. Until I guess now. <laughs> now you can. Now you. No. So does that answer the question? I didn't tell you. Okay. What? Uh, how'd you get into sex work? How'd you? When did? You, when did you start? Okay, so I was working in a like assistant manager role at a grocery store, um, and I had moved, relocated to work at a store in Durham. And I had stepped down because I was like, wow, I am working so much all the fucking time for, you know, about $20 an hour before taxes. And to me, that was the best paying job I had had ever. Yeah. Um, But my schedule was just like a mess. It was exhausting. I worked in the produce department. And so it was just like, like manual labor, lifting 50 pounds of like potatoes and, you know, shit, yeah. mangoes, whatever. Actually, it's not true. Mangoes came in like a case of like 10, by the way, if you ever were curious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so I was doing that and I stepped down and I worked a less intense position. Okay. And that's when I started my OnlyFans because it was kind of, I heard about it and I didn't really make one um, just because I thought... I didn't. I didn't think I would do well, and okay. I didn't. And I had only seen people advertise it like on their Instagram and stuff. And I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna. I don't want my family and friends to like follow me or know that I have one." So then I started using Reddit, and I was in a OnlyFans advice subreddit, and there was this girl that commented, and she was like, "Something, something like I'm an escort. I get a lot of you know fans from this site," and I was like, "Hey, can I message you, um, like about escorting?" And she was like, sure. And then I like forgot. <laughs> and she was so nice. She um, she messaged me and was just like, hey, like what questions did you have? And I was like, oh, um, blah, 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 blah. And so she just told me about it. Oh, I will say, okay, Seeking Arrangement, that okay. website. Yeah. I tried that and I had sex with a guy for $100 and it blew my mind. I was like, I can't believe someone just gave me $100 yeah. to have sex with him. And it was, like, awful and weird, but it was just, like, not awful in a bad way. Like, he was awful at it. Okay. At sex. But um, it was just so, like, I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. I can't believe I just did that. And then I had my OnlyFans and everything, and I realized that seeking arrangement is trash. That's what everyone says. It used to not be. a friend, And then so after I did all those things, I told a friend of mine, and she had done porn, and she had done seeking arrangements when she was, like, 18. And she was like, yeah, it was totally different. So I was like, okay, well, I'm done with that. So that's why I had um, a question. That's why I had questions for my friend. So anyway, she tells me about Trist. And I was like, okay, this seems almost like a dating site for escorts and clients. Yeah. Um, It was just like well put together. And it wasn't like those list crawler sites that I like knew of when you like Google it. So yeah, I just started and it was crazy. Do you feel like... Like, going into it, did you feel like... I know you talked to that girl on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Going into it, do you feel like you had an idea of what escorting would be like? And did that differ from when you're actually doing it? I think that it differed, but that I didn't necessarily assume anything going into it. It was okay. just so unknown. I was okay, just kind nice. of like, 
okay, like we'll see what kind of guys hit me up. Um, I think I did assume without even realizing it that I assumed they would be awkward in some way, unattractive or just something weird maybe. Um, and then I started getting really attractive clients that I was like, holy shit, you're like a 10 out of 10. Like yeah. what's happening? Like why? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like what is it? And my friend, I would say that I'd be like, these dudes are so hot. What is going on? And, um, she was just like, yeah, it's not always about the ability to get laid. It's they don't want to go through Tinder. They don't want to put the effort. They don't want the girl to get attached after. Yeah. They just want to have sex and not have any connect like um, strings attached. Yeah. It's like if I can't be in a relationship with somebody right now, why, why not just do this thing? Right. Like, there you go. Yeah. And, you know, so was, that kind of blew my mind in the beginning. Yeah. Do you feel like there was a waiver period or like a learning curve mm. when you like weren't good. Is that a thing? Mm. Are you like I was good? I was good at actually, you know, being inviting. They're there. It was more like the external stuff, like my apartment. Like I didn't really think about lighting. I didn't think about like my room. You know, like I didn't keep my room super clean necessarily. But yeah. I was also still working. Um, I didn't quit my grocery store job until like february okay so i was working like full time and trying to do this so i was just like so you know if a guy's like hey can i come at 8 a.m i'm like yeah let me get the crusties out of my eyes (laughs) let me like i better hope let me like shower and shave the night before you know like and i definitely do not shave every time before appointment or else my legs would fall off but yeah um yeah, so that that I realized was kind of a learning curve where I was just like, okay, like how I present, like I didn't expect to have so many people hitting me up. Like I thought it'd be like once a week someone would be oh, like, hey, okay. but when you're new, and my friend kind of warned me, she's like, you're going to be really busy at first because um, everyone loves like the new, a new girl showing up. Yeah. And it was true. It was crazy. So I just needed to like get my place better because I actually got... Um, like a semi-negative review about like the cleanliness, but then he also like said some stuff that wasn't true. Like he said he saw like used condoms on the floor, and I was like, "That's gross." Like, yeah, no, like I'm cluttered, but I'm not dirty. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, "She obviously didn't shower between appointments," and that was the ADM dude. And I was like, "Who the fuck do you think I'm seeing it yeah. any earlier?" Yeah, like I showered. Like I don't know what you were wanting. Yeah, and he was the dude who only got a blowjob because he came and then like couldn't get it up again. But in the review, he's like, I only opted for a blowjob. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> Whatever, bro. Who only opts for the blowjob? <laughs> <laughs> but that's been my only negative-ish review so oh. far. But, okay. like, that made me learn quick. I was like, oh, they do kind of care, like, what's going like, on oh, around. Okay. Just, like, external, more than just the, sing- the singular thing. Right. There's a lot, like. Like, yeah, ambiance like, yeah. and shit. It's like, oh, these light delights. Yeah. Which was played a part in this new apartment that I got. I was like, I need to make it look like a really safe, inviting place to come to. Oh, yeah. What do you feel like, maybe big, I don't know if we answered this in the last question, but do you feel like you had a biggest challenge starting out at all? Mm, not really. Um, it, it honestly felt really, like, right You know, I just have always been so open about like, you know, like if I'm with, you know, some friends and they like talk about stuff, like I'll tell you a whole ass story. Like I'm not bashful about my sex life. I wouldn't just like bring it up, but, you know, just commiserating with people. Like I'll tell you everything that happened because it's not a big deal. And it took me, you know. Once I, like, got rid of, like, the religious shame part of it, I was like, this is fine. Like, yeah. this is not emotional turmoil. <laughs> like, it's okay. We're, we're, make, we're making people feel good, you know? What are we... Yeah, or, like, you know, before I'm getting paid for it, like, just sleeping with a bunch of people. Like, why not? Because I'm very, like, passionate about, like, that whole, like, slut shaming and how dudes are, like, fucking champs, but then a girl's a fucking slut. And it's like, that's such bullshit. It's truly incredible. <laughs> I just I hate it so much and I just am always so vocal about it. But um yeah, so then getting paid for it and and for me, okay, so I went through a few phases. 
the first couple weeks. So I'm also really meticulous with organizing and like keeping track of everything. So I'm literally going to like scroll back to December to look at my first week. Okay. So that first month I made like, let's see, one, two, three. Like I made like five grand. Oh, nice. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I literally was like, I have so much money. Oh my God. Uh, like I went to Target and bought like sheets <laughs> yeah. and like a comforter. I spent like $300 at Target on some like decor and I was just like, holy shit, this is the best feeling. Like, I was literally <laughs> on this high, like, walking out of a hotel. Okay, so this dude um, booked me for an hour, and he wanted a half hour with him and then after his brother. It was for his birth- brother's birthday okay. present. And I was like, that's kind of, this is a little weird, but whatever. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> $500 for an hour? Hell yeah. yeah. You know, I was at least savvy enough to upcharge at that point. But I remember just walking out of the hotel cash in my hand and just like laughing like this is amazing so dope this is incredible (laughs) (laughs) like like it still just boggles my mind yeah so what i would do obsessively is be like okay 500 divided by what i make how many hours would i had had to work to make this much money and it was just like addicting are you starting to think like at the beginning when it's kind of going well you're like fuck this grocery store yeah um yes because so at the time I was like, all right, I had met someone. I thought I wanted to be a tattoo artist. I had met someone. I could I, I was offered a job at the like the front desk, like being okay. a counter person. So I made the decision to step down again and be part-time and work in a different department. And um, you know, I had a pay cut, so I was making even less money. And um yeah, I would like show up for like I had like three shifts a week, but I was just like, oh, okay. this is crazy. Like, like I just stood around for an hour and I'm making maybe fourteen an hour for yeah. this. Like, what? So yeah, um eventually I was like, I'm just gonna fucking escort and do this really low paying tattoo job, but it's fine because I'll have you know it's the same schedule. I can work around it. Nice. And then I realized, well, the tattoo shop I was at was not good for. Like, just tattoo reasons. Uh, <laughs> just, like, giving out bad tattoos, you know? <laughs> No, I guess, like, um, like expectations of what I was supposed to do and, like, what I was getting paid. Like, it was just too much. Okay, and I was like, this okay. is, like, not fair. Um, because there's no promise of an apprenticeship. Like, it just, it was a dead end. Okay. So then I started working at a different shop. And this was, like, around February. And I had quit the other, my first grocery store job. And so I was just working at this counter job. And... I was like, you know, mentally, I need a break. I kind of had, like, a lot of burnout from that previous job. Okay. And I realized, like, I was coming out of the holidays, you know, like, they're insane for retail, especially, like, in a food industry. So I just, like, I'm going to stop doing everything except escorting. And I was making enough money. And then I was like, I need to get a new apartment. You know, this is an amazing location. It's a few hundred dollars more. It feels insane, but I'm going to do it. And then I had, like, a mini panic attack after signing the lease. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I was like, okay, how many hours do I need? How many half hours do I need per week so I can afford this? Like, yeah. where are all my bills? Which I budget all the time anyway. Um, but I was like, okay. Like, I need to make at least four grand a month to, like, cover everything. So I want to try to get better than that. And then I kind of was like, okay, this sort of sucks in a way because I'm not in control of my money. I'm waiting on clients so like what else can i do and that's when i started promoting way more for my only fans oh, okay cool and i realized if i put my only fans on trist or other you know websites they'll subscribe yeah and i was getting way more fans that way nice. and so i was like okay i need to feel a little more in control i mean that is a good thing about reddit too like promoting it's not like literally you're not just promoting to people in durham it's like the entire fucking world yeah and preferably it's not people in durham yeah. <laughs> like i don't so far i have no one knows except the people i've told that okay, i sweet. have an only fans yeah because like even if it's like a female friend of mine who you know isn't a sexually attracted me i'm like you don't want to see all that yeah. <laughs> you don't want to see <laughs> just don't don't even don't even just give me twenty dollars if you want like yeah I don't, yeah don't look. <laughs> please <laughs> yeah that for some reason makes me feel way more uncomfortable than the idea of like you know i don't have that many followers at all honestly um 
But like the idea of like hundreds of people seeing my all the nakedness and stuff, yeah, that bothers me less than yeah. someone I know. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know it's what like, I mean? I don't know who the fuck the I don't know who you yeah. are. Like it's like it's yeah. Any it's, yeah. it could be anybody for sure. But it's like the guy down the hall. It's like, bro. Yeah, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> you know me. <laughs> <laughs> how do you? How is it uh, establishing yourself starting out? I know you said it was like pretty busy, busy, but like, how is it like? I guess establishing, you know, I guess L. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I think I'm still establishing myself. I would say it's kind of weird though because. You know, with Backpage going away, I was never on it, but a lot of people have talked about it on Reddit and stuff. And then the pandemic, my friend who has really guided me through a lot of this, she was saying um, that it was like really, really busy last summer. But then this past summer, it's been so dead. And I feel like this is like just not a normal time. So it's even harder to compare because I started it like kind of in the middle. And so for me, I'm like... Bitch, I made like four grand. Like, that's great. Yeah. And she's like, I made 11 grand. This is terrible. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> she lives in a different state. Yeah. Like, and I'm just like, can I come tour up there with you, please? It's so different. It's crazy that just the different markets and like, in terms of like price levels, how much people are making, it's like, it's like, you can go. Yeah, you can go yeah. anywhere. It's like everything, everywhere is so different. Yeah. Cause like, you know, a girl in New York City charging 700 is pretty normal but she would definitely not make that down here um unless she was lucky or whatever i don't know generally it's like 450 that's like okay you better really have your shit together and be whatever the guy wants for them to be willing to pay yeah it is yeah it is interesting just the market in like raleigh versus like i'm in atlanta now and it is like a lot different yeah it's interesting yeah, I think it is really crazy, and I think uh, you get, like, those weird... I mean, there's... I, I would say everywhere there's those hagglers that make you feel like you're never going to make... Any, you know, you have to charge, like, $100 an hour, and they're just like, you know... I'll be dead soon, because they're 85 years old, <laughs> you know? <laughs> they're just, like, like the click, Q, like QV question mark, and I'm like, thanks, like, no. I mean, $150, yes, and they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, like, get out of here. Like, $80 and some weed? Like, no, that's not enough. No, thank you. Do you feel like you have an average clientele that sees you? Hmm. I feel like I don't have a lot of businessmen. I'm not the person that's, like, upscale. I'm not, you know, a lot of my pictures aren't, like, really nice photo shoots it's more selfies. Actually, all the pictures I have, I've taken of myself. Okay. Um, you know, it's like lingerie off of like a you know a website or something. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not super upscale at all. Um, because that's just one, not me, and two, I don't think there's enough, um, like out there, like enough clients like that right now for okay. me to even do it. But I get a lot of the guys. I've had a lot of first timers, oh, which sweet. is cool. Um, oh, yeah. or they're like super new to it. And it makes me really happy that they see my ad and want to feel comfortable enough to see me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say it rained like the it's like 30s and 40s for the most part, and um, they're just kind of like normal dudes, really unassuming, um, pretty straightforward. Like I do off like I not offer advertise I advertise. Um, myself as the GFE kind of girlfriend experience. Okay. So I think that also plays a part. Into yeah. who's drawn to me. Okay. But I'm still figuring all that out. Yeah, it's still early. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to know. <laughs> like, some days I just want to, like, scratch the whole persona and, like, start over. I feel like you could always, yeah, you could always do, like, whatever you want, you know? Yeah. It's just I have to decide. Yeah. But I do think about, you know, it's just easier if you just kind of keep it similar to how you actually are. Because then that's less effort of trying to, like, put create, on airs. Create this, this person. Yeah, it, it will come across genuine. And that's what most people that feel like they want to give me feedback say. They're just like, you come across so genuine. Oh, nice. I feel really comfortable. And I'm like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Hell yeah. Do you feel like, when people reach out to you, like potential clients, do you feel like people know what they're doing? Um, I would say yes, but they know they're doing something shitty. Like they know when they're like available question mark that that's shitty and low effort. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I think they know that, but, um, 
you try see you can try and do it um on your ad you can try and help guide people but that's assuming that they're gonna read it yeah um most of the time i think they do know and i will say the newcomers the first timers they always are the most like here's the information you asked for like they're the most thorough the most like attentive to what the screening is yeah because they want to do it right Hell yeah. So I kind of almost like the idea of people being like new to it. Okay. They're generally more respectable. What do you like? Do you have any like, so say there's a client listening to the podcast. He potentially wants to book you. Mm-hmm. What what advice? Do you have any advice for that for that client? Yeah. Um, think about what you want and um, look for that in the provider. Don't just go on the pictures because... Yeah, you know, there's plenty of beautiful providers out there. Everyone has a type. There's a type for everyone, you know, whatever. But really pay attention to what they say. Like, if you want specific acts or things, like, you need to find that out before. Um, Because it's just going to be a better time for everybody. Okay. And I would say don't message someone out of your price range. Because you're definitely not going to get (laughs) You're not. That's not going to be good. Um, Especially if the price is on the ad, too. Yeah, like they always, are. most of the time they always are. And it's just kind of like knowing what you want will make it better. It's kind of like picking a tattoo. Like if you like traditional style, you're not going to go to like, you know, the realistic guy that's doing like portraits and stuff. Yeah. So you just have to think about what you want. And then, yeah, just um, be ready. Like, so something that happens that's kind of frustrating is like, Someone will be like, hey, are you available? And then I'll say, yeah, like, what do you want? Like, what time or whatever? And that's already not giving me all the information I ask yeah. for. But then, like, hours go by and there's nothing. And then they're like, can I see you in an hour? And I'm like, mm-mm. Like, <laughs> like just no, <laughs> just answer quickly, you know, try to try to treat it like it's an appointment somewhere else where you don't expect them to wait around for you all day. Yeah. Got to expedite this communication. So yeah, you know like, well, you're not like, hey, Barbara, can I just, like, come in at any point? And they're like, no. <laughs> like, yeah. that doesn't work. Yeah, so just I'm busy. Keep, yeah, I'm like, Believe it or not, most sex workers don't sit at home, like, dressed up, ready, in heels to go. Yeah. At any given moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you, so, you get in the industry, did you know that there's this whole, like, I guess, review culture around escorts, escorting? I found out very quickly. Um, how do you, how do you, how do you feel about it? I don't mind it, honestly, um, because like some providers have said, why they don't like it is because they can get the reviews can be very graphic, and it's like, well, our job is really graphic. Like I don't, I'm not surprised. And you know, there's the erotic review, like T E R, that. They actually have criteria where if it's not explicit or detailed enough, you it's rejected and you have to edit it and wow. make it. Yeah. And it's I think it's client run. So it makes sense. But it's kind of like, you know, I have good rev- I have like eight reviews on there, but they're good. So like, hell yeah, go ahead. Like, yeah, OK. You know, because for me, I need those. I think it's I think it's fair because at the same time, I'm saying for clients to treat this like any other business. Well, most businesses run on really good reviews or reviews in general. And um, if it makes a client trust me more that they're going to have a good experience, then sure. Okay. I don't mind. Do you feel Do you feel in a session at all any pressure to live up to clients' expectations because of reviews at all? Um, not really because the biggest thing that they've said in reviews is that I give good blowjobs. Nice. And I know I do. Well, that's so. great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and uh, I don't know. I think I'm, like, reasonably priced. Like, I just, you know, I ask in the beginning what stuff they want. And every single time they always say, oh, I don't know, whatever. And then, like, in the middle of it, they're like, oh, will you do this or this and that? Or, like, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, I asked you this yeah, to, yeah, like, yeah. keep this vibe <laughs> from happening. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't mind reviews or anything. I just see like, you're like, is there anything you want? It's like, the blowjobs! Yeah. The blowjobs! <laughs> I so, read about the blowjobs! Yeah, they're like, oh man, those reviews were true. And I was like, oh sweet! Like, you're not going to leave me one though, are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I don't know, I'm kind of... Yeah. I It's it's a unfortunate for some... 
it's unfortunate because giving blowjobs is hard. Like, I want to, like, give them a dildo and be like, just pretend to suck this for literally 60 seconds and see how it feels. Yeah. And then you want this for 10 plus minutes. Like, yeah. I can't. It hurts. Please, let's yeah. switch to something else. The, the porno, the, the, por- the porno movies, they be... I mean, if I was getting paid, like, $1,000, maybe I could tough it out, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, my jaw, like... And it sucks because, like, you know, if I'm like, oh, my jaw hurts, they're like, oh, it's okay. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not apologizing. <laughs> Do you want me to get you some ice so you can keep going? Right? <laughs> He's like, it's okay. I'm really close. And I'm like, cool. Like, you have a hand. Or you have two hands. Yeah. Rub on it, bro. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. I guess in the heat of the moment, clients really just don't know what they're saying. They don't think about it. Or they do. I don't know. In this line of work, I have to assume the best as much as I can. Okay. In order to not be, like, really resentful or bitter. Okay. That makes sense. How, uh, so you start OnlyFans in, like, August of last year, right? Yes. It's like a year. Yeah. How, uh, you like it? How, how do you like OnlyFans? Um, I think it's the only way... <laughs> Only way um, that I'll make money doing online stuff because it's so popular. Okay. But I think that as a platform, they are not, I mean, they're obviously not sex worker friendly. Um, They're adding like new words all the time that you can't like out and stuff. Um, They take a percentage. You can have chargebacks, you know, people can spend hundreds of dollars and then just be like, oh, that wasn't me. And OnlyFans, you know, instead of taking it from the 20% they're paid. Take it. They take it from the, the, cre- the content creator. But I've actually never had a chargeback. Oh, nice. But I'm also not that popular, so it's kind of like maybe if I had, you know, thousands of followers, I, that would be happening to me. Oh, okay. But so far, that's not happened. Fingers, Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers fucking crossed. What, uh, what's some of your favorite content that you've created on OnlyFans? Well, one genius idea I had was to ask um, clients if they cared if I filmed Ooh, nice. us and put it on my only fans where nice. like 40 dudes would see it you know and they're yeah. like you know not my face i'm like don't yeah. worry no one cares yeah <laughs> about your face <laughs> um, <laughs> i'm imagining that's my dick i prefer yeah. your face was not in it yeah actually. exactly <laughs> um so i would start i used to send those out as like the ppv um okay. dms and everything and i would make extra money but then i up my um subscription price from like eight dollars to like 25 dollars and then i just okay. started posting them directly on my feed oh hell yeah i saw that okay. yeah because some because some dudes you know it was like three of them would pay for it you know yeah. and then the others wouldn't i'm like mm, i want everyone just to like pay a lot and then everyone can get it hell yeah okay fuck hell yeah i feel like <laughs> yeah hell yeah fuck yeah <laughs> it's fair is there anything you're most proud of that you've made on OnlyFans? is that my air on is that a train sorry it sounds like is that a street sweeper <laughs> Such a, it's, a, it's a bustling city <laughs> it's the next Chicago uh, you said how much have I made or no I say is there anything you're most proud of that you made oh. on is there a best thing you've made you've created is there a video you're like yo you gotta see this fucking video actually yeah but it's old it was in 2014 um, it's just a blowjob video I did on my boyfriend at the time um and he has a, a big dick, and I just, it's some of my best work yes, <laughs> that I don't think I could do now. And I kind of watch it, and I'm like, damn, like, I was good. I feel like, I was really, it was amazing. Yeah. And, you know, like, he finishes, I swallow whatever, but I, it's a lot of eye contact. Oh, okay. And that video is actually what made me realize, like, after he, like, recorded me and I watched it, I was like, wow, it's so sexy when you make eye contact. But it feels so awkward. Uh, yeah. it's so hard to, for me to do but watching that video I was like I need to do that such, so, a, such, a, such like an angle you know it's well like, and it just feels like unless it's with a partner I feel awkward but okay. I do it because I know it's attractive like the dude likes it Yeah. unless he closes his eyes and looks away and then I don't worry about it yeah, <laughs> anymore <laughs> I'm looking up but his eyes are closed should I still be doing this yeah like I'll look and if he's like oh you're so sexy I'm like sweet okay you like that and if they just look away I'm like oh okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> where uh, where can the people find you on OnlyFans if they want to find you 
What? Uh, where can they find you on OnlyFans? So my full name would be L Rose Blue, and that's just my handle for like everything. So it'd be OnlyFans.com slash L Rose Blue. People subscribe. What do you do when there's videos? <laughs> you don't got to pay for them. Straight just, to the wall. They're straight to the feed. Yes. People. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but also come see me so I can make more content. Yeah. You know, hey. Because that's, I like promise like once a week and then it like gets real slow. And yeah, I'm like, oh, like, uh, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> what do you feel like so far are some maybe challenges or frustrations you have within your job? I would say the biggest thing is that I can't talk about it. Or I, I mean, I could, but. I don't have that level of, you know, confidentiality with a lot of my friends. Okay. So I can't just be like honest. <laughs> yeah. And um, my family and stuff, you know, my parents think I do a lot of house sitting and dog sitting and okay. <laughs> like other stuff. She is the best dog sitter <laughs> in Durham. She... I'll, yeah, I'll <laughs> sit on your dog. Yeah. Dog. <laughs> I'm not lying. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah. Oh, and um, the health risks. You know, I am pretty scared of getting, you know, like an STD or something. And it sucks because there's like a huge pressure to like not stick to your boundaries. Okay. But I do because it's this is like a risky thing and I'm not willing to compromise that. Yeah. Um, But it's just kind of like the fear of it or the anxiety that comes with. Uh, the chance of getting an STD or something, you know, and most are curable. And honestly, like, I think there's a lot of negative stigma attached to a lot of it where it's like, they're very common, like, yeah, like HPV or herpes, like people have it, it yeah. goes away. They didn't even know. Yeah. You could have sex one time and have it. But right. if for some reason, that's still something I process. Like there's a mental block there where I'm like, okay. oh, if I get one. I'm going to be so gross or something. You know, you just... I feel like people used to mention herpes all the time, but I feel like nobody's talking about herpes anymore. I don't know. I think it's... I don't know enough. See, that's the other thing. I need yeah. to, like, educate myself a little bit more. Yeah. But in the meantime, I'm just kind of like, man. Because, like, there have been times there's a, uh, where it happened twice. Two clients tried to stealth me, take oh, the sure. condom off. And, like, one got, like, lost inside me, and he was kind of just like, oh, it... It came out like it came off, I guess. And I literally was like, okay. And I literally, I was fishing it out and I couldn't quite get it. Yeah. So he pulls me to the end of the bed and he's like, oh, poor baby. Like, come here. I think he's going to reach in and help me get the condom out. Yeah. He tries to put his dick inside me. Oh, shit. And I was like, what? Excuse me. One, get the fucking condom out of me. Two, put another one on. Yeah. Who the fuck do you think you are? So that, you know, so yeah. stuff like that. But. That was honestly probably my third session ever with someone. And so I quickly learned to speak up very fast and yeah. be like, hey, this is a boundary. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. How is it? Yeah. I guess being new in the industry, like, I guess, like, with boundaries being such a big thing, how is it, like, you know, being hardline on that? Like, like- it's, it's one of those things for me where I was like, I'm never, you know, I'll speak up immediately. And then something kind of happens. And in your mind, you're like, okay. What if this is one of the guys that just like freaks the fuck out because I said something wrong or I made him, you know, whatever. There's always that vulnerability that you have, especially doing in-calls at your own house. And so, uh, but I would say it took me probably like four or five clients and I was just kind of like, you know, this, I'm in control. And I think that was the switch for me Yeah. where I was like, they're my client. They don't have all the say and what I say goes Yeah. or they leave. Yeah. And you just sort of have to do it because they'll push otherwise. There are some very, very wonderful, decent human beings who are clients and that I have that are amazing. And then there's some who buy into the stigmas, I guess, or whatever hangups they might have where they don't really treat anybody great, which is why they're not having it for free. (laughs) (laughs) But generally, um, most people are pretty great. Fuck yeah. What do you feel like, you know, sort of being new to sex work, mm-hmm. what do you feel like some misconceptions are that the public might have about sex work? And also, did you have any misconceptions at all? I think what's crazy 
um, to me, it was just kind of like, wow, this is, this is what I do. <laughs> yeah. And so many people think it's like so abstract, um, that they don't know anyone who does sex work and that they all look, you know, like fake boobs, you know, plastic surgery, huge lips, whatever. Um, but it's like literally, that's like a literally the opposite of me, except, well, I have real big boobs, but they're not. And, um, it's just so crazy. Yeah. Like I think they just imagine it. So, you know, kind of like any survival sex workers that have to like, they're walking the streets and stuff. Like that's kind of how they've been portrayed in movies and media. You know, I don't do drugs. I have a college degree. (laughs) Um, you know, I'm pretty privileged in a lot of ways and I chose to do it and it was actually the better option. So I think those are the misconceptions that people would be shocked. I mean, I know plenty of people if they found out I was a sex worker, they would their minds would be blown. They'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me subscribe. <laughs> I would hope so, but I also just think I don't know. It's it's it would be challenging because I think it would really make them think about their own misconceptions and their friend or family member and it's like those yeah. two things converge. I literally yeah, I was talking to somebody like I did an interview yesterday and we were talking about how like until you're like confronted with maybe somebody you know or this thing in your face, you don't really think about it until you're like, Oh my god, I know her. She's a sex worker. What? And then you're like, I gotta, I gotta have an opinion or like think about this thing. Yeah. How do I fucking rationalize this thing in my brain when I have a thought about this, but then I know somebody and mm-hmm. they do this thing? You're like, what? Well, like it's, it's wild. Yeah, it's like does not compute. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I just sometimes I'm like thinking about my life because I spent the last eight years working forty hours a week and like busting my ass and saving a little bit here and there. And and then it's like, wow, I've been doing this for nine months and I get to do whatever I want every day for the most part. Or I can do nothing every day if I want. And that's kind of cool, especially if you struggle with like anxiety or depression or something. You know, those mental health days you could never take at a normal job. I just, that freedom is... Incredible. So many jobs are like, mental health, what's that? Come to work. Right. <laughs> We're paying exist. you. <laughs> Capitalism. <laughs> yes. Uh, at least if I'm going to be a cog in the machine, it's a, I'm a cog with my own schedule. <laughs> and that that is worth it. Because that job I had, I liked it because every day I pretty much enjoyed my life. And it was fine. Yeah. I didn't slave away at a desk job I hated for the future retirement. I was like, I'm not going to do that. And then, you know, so that job's okay. But then this is a million times better. So it's like, hell yeah, I just leveled up. Leveled up. And I'm not even that good at it. (laughs) It's still better. Hey, the blowjobs. Whoa. Well, I need to make more money. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like I want to, I'm surviving. It's been slow. It's been so slow um, lately. So hopefully it picks back up or I can do some other stuff to like market better. But. It's definitely still, I make the same, I make a little more than I used to working like, I don't know the percentage, but I don't work, you know, it's less than 10 hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's amazing. <laughs> that's, that's so great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Has how you view yourself uh, since getting into sex work changed at all? Do you view yourself any differently? I think that I really enjoy benefiting directly from being sexualized and being found attractive. Um, Because before it just felt like a negative thing. Um, Whereas, you know, or at least there wasn't really any gain to being sexually open and whatever. Like it didn't guarantee like a good time in bed with whoever. Like there was no direct profit. And so now it's like, wow, I'm doing this thing. It's unconventional. Like, I feel like I just peered under this rock of society and it's like a fucking party and I get to be invited now and I'm here (laughs) and it's great. And everyone thinks it's like bugs and disgustingness, but it's like, you just lift up the rock. It's actually really great. Hey, come to the rock. Come underneath the rock. Come under this fucking rock. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will say it's still blows my mind sometimes. Um, 
that people pay me to have sex with them. Like, I think I'm just like, wait, what? Like, out of all these yeah. people, like, it's a self-esteem boost. Yeah. And it kind of keeps me in check um, because, you know, the current weight I'm at, it's the heaviest I've ever been. Okay. And so I have, like, this crazy paranoia of making sure I look in my pictures like I do in real life. Okay. So no one thinks I, like, try to catfish them or something. Yeah. Um, so, like, for the first, like, 20 clients, I probably was like, do you think I look like my pictures? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone said yes. So I'm like, okay, maybe nice. I can chill oh, yeah. out. Oh, yeah. But I'm just kind of like, I want to change my body a little bit back to what it was. But it's like, wow, people pay me to have sex with them in this body. Like, yeah. hell yeah, nothing's wrong, man. So that's always cool. Nice. How's it feel good? It feels great. Yeah. Where do you, let's take a little trip to the future. Yes. Five years from now, 2026, did the math. <laughs> Where are you? What are you doing? So I will hopefully be cosmetic tattooing. Um, I'm going to take some classes this month, get that started. So eyebrows, lip blush, eyeliner, whatever, freckles, scalp pigmentation, Interested in learning to do um, like nipples and areolas for women who have had mastectomies. Oh, nice. Stuff like that. Um, yeah, because I, you know, I don't think I will stop doing sex work. Um, I'm not in a relationship and no one has come close to me wanting to be in a relationship with them. So I don't know how that would affect it. But single elves life, I would just be. Um, doing sex work, but also having kind of like this more legitimate legal thing to do that I can, you know, pay taxes on, like have it. Yeah. I don't know. Sort of that, that was the only hard part for me was like, how do I figure out, um, like taxes and make sure I do everything like above board. Um, so that sort of takes the pressure off as well as I can't explain to my family that I dog and house it. And work, you know, at a counter at a tattoo shop They're gonna be like, forever. That's a nice fucking <laughs> house you got there. Yeah, so I need something <laughs> else to do. But I'm addicted to being in charge of my own schedule. Yeah. So this is the perfect kind of gateway in between. You know, it's not tattooing, but it's close. I can be in the environment. I can still make mad money doing this other thing. Yeah. But also cosmetic tattooing is not bad money either to the point where I'm like, I should just not be doing this. Okay. And I found a way to be passionate about it, you know, and helping people feel really good about how they look. Yeah. Is to me a worthy thing. So. Yeah. So, yeah, what doing if, both of those. What if you created business cards specifically for your family <laughs> with your dog and like dog sitting, <laughs> you know, business? Yeah. But it's like dog sitting, but only for like CEOs. Yeah. That's why you charge so much, you know? It's yeah. That's actually not a bad idea. C suite, you know, C suite dog sitting. CFOs, you know, CTOs, CEOs. I wish I had known this before I put down yeah. <laughs> so much money into those classes. No, I'm, I'm passionate about it. I think it would be really awesome to do because the truth is, too, I can also travel and like... Oh, yeah. Because as a tattoo artist, you can guest spot in different like shops around. Oh, okay. So travel is a huge thing and it, it just feels like it coincides with... It's like the Trojan horse. And I can just be a sex worker on the inside, but on the outside, I'm like, hi, like I do cosmetic tattooing yeah. and then they let me in and it's fine. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> oh, those yeah. were genuine. That's good. Before, it's always genuine. Yeah. It's always That's genuine. That's true. <laughs> Before we get out of here, do you want to leave, do you, do you want to leave the people on a story? Do you have a sex work related story you want to leave the people on? Uh, should I do funny or like horrible? Let's go funny. Okay. Um, hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't know how funny this will be, but I'll try. <laughs> it's like the worst thing I could be is not funny. It's like the worst. Very you just worst. tell the story and I'm like, that was horrible. Like, I'm cutting that out. I'm just like pause right now. Don't even record it. Um, I have a client who cannot come except with a vibrator pressed on his date okay. and him, like you know whatever but he constantly has excuses as to why that's happening each time as opposed to just the ruse is up man let's yeah. like i'll make sure i have a vibrator Bust for out you the vibe. I'll get hard, yeah. like 
there's times when I've met him at a hotel. I go by the uh, toy shop, you know, yeah. the sex toy shop, and get a vibrator because <laughs> he wants one and isn't bringing one from home. So it's just like, bro. And uh, he'll be like, oh, I'm so tired. Or be like, oh, I have a cramp. <laughs> like all these different things. But he's a nice dude and I enjoy like his conversation. But it's just so funny because I'm just like, man, I'm going to sit here. Like I've literally, it takes a while and it's hard because it's like I'm not doing anything and I'm obviously not getting any pleasure from watching, but I still have to like like rub the thigh oh, and yeah. kind of be like, like fuck, like, fuck yeah, it's hot watching you do this when it's not. See, it feels good though. You know, the thigh rub, even though we know that, you know, hey. It's, I hope so. Yeah. It seems like, seems like anything I do, like. It's like moral blah. support. It's, it feels like, oh, like the wrong gust of wind would make him like start all over like he's so. Yeah. But I just always laugh and because that's part of the job is like you just kind of pretend that you're not noticing a struggle because <laughs> it ruins the sexy vibe. Yeah. And it's just really funny. And I remember the first time it happened, it was really weird because he like pulled out his phone and just put on porn. And I was like. What? Excuse, like, I was offended at first. Okay. Because I was like, what the heck? Like, am I not enough? Like, what's going on? But then I realized, I was like, well, I still get paid to sit here and watch yeah. him do this. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But I think he just masturbates that way all the time. And it's kind of like guys kind of get themselves in a terrible situation where they can't that. they can't come. I've said oh, for a while. I... Oh, that was my cat. <laughs> I've said for a while, my greatest fear is me being the only one that can make me come. Yeah. It's horrible. It's, yeah, what do they call, like, death grip if you're, like, yeah. jerking it too hard, too? There's a bunch of different... Can't do the death grip. Though. Or some guys are like, oh, there's this one guy that was like, I can only come if you're on top. Or if I'm laying down. And I was like... Okay. <laughs> so, I'm like... It's a blood pressure thing. So, yeah. I'm like, you know, reverse cowgirl because he was a bigger dude and I'm not a small girl, so it's just easier and I like my legs are burning and I'm like sweating my face if he could see it you know it's like grimacing (laughs) I'm like please just fucking come please oh my god yeah but you know recently I had to turn down being on top like I learned my boundaries where I was like hey I'm not good at that like I have you know there's plenty of other things we can do I'm not gonna suffer no still gonna be good yeah still gonna be amazing (laughs) it's just so funny or like, yeah, I just don't let them make me feel like it's my fault anymore. Oh, yeah. It's never. It's always us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I've there's plenty of times, you know, the boater's gone, but you're like, yo, <laughs> you're good. Yeah. <laughs> it's my fucked up mind that is causing this shit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I'm never going to be mean or rude about it. Like, I, I think that's what actually helps me when I'm not necessarily looking forward to working is trying to make that person feel comfortable because yeah. at the end of the day i'm getting paid a lot of money i want to do a good job so i will do whatever i can yeah and i feel like the pressure the whole pressure thing to like perform it's like i'm we're paying there's money being exchanged mm-hmm. there should be no pressure on me like at all because i'm like i don't a whatever of- happens like I'm, I'm not like oh didn't work cool deal it works nice it's great yeah. you know a lot of guys do feel a lot of pressure to make sure i feel good but i also really try not to fake anything <laughs> so yeah. i walk that line as you know as finely as possible um but yeah i think it's i mean i appreciate that that you know men want me to feel good but yeah. it's also kind of like you know it's okay like i feel yeah. good when you leave and i double check you paid me and it's great like that feels good that's 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 what i'm going for oh i appreciate you coming on the podcast of course it's been thank so you. great it's been an honor this is, this is amazing i can't wait I, can't, I say it all this i can't wait for people to hear this it's almost 2 a.m <laughs> oh shit just fucking did this spot yeah. i could talk for so much longer this is crazy yeah <laughs> Where can the people find you? I know we plug the only where it's onlyfans.com slash L Rose Blue. All only, one word. Onlyfans.com slash L Rose Blue. Follow her on OnlyFans. You can find me on Instagram. Oh under the same name. Oh shit. I'm gonna follow you on Instagram. You should. Hell yeah. What am I doing? I never answer DMs though, but if you wanna see some stuff without, you know, future clients or whoever is out there listening, 
you can at least see who I am, get a sense of what nice. I'm about. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet people. Al Rose Blue on Instagram, OnlyFans. Al, thanks for coming to the podcast. You're welcome. Hell yeah. Listeners, we'll be back later. I hope you enjoyed my interview today with L Blue. Shout out L. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. It was such a good time. So much fun. Oh my god. Listeners, she just plugged it. You can find her on OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com slash L Rose Blue. Instagram's not up. Twitter's happening though. You can find her on Twitter at L Rose Blue X. I have links to both of those in the show notes. Click the links. Give her a follow. Show her some love. As always, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter at Full Service Pod. I am at Tank Funkadelic. Do the things. We're on Patreon. If you want to support the show, that is the best way to do it. You can hear episodes you cannot hear anywhere else. Patreon.com slash Full Service Pod. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Hit that plus button. That hard button, you'll be alerted as soon as those new episodes drop. I have a couple links in the show notes. I mentioned one in the intro. It's an open letter to MasterCard against the new policy changes that are set to take place on October 15th against merchants that create sexual content. So if you can, sign that petition, acceptancematters.org, or click the link. I also have a link to mutual aid in Louisiana. Hurricane Ida has devastated that region. You know, it'll be a while before everybody's back on their feet. And a lot of, you know, money that's donated does not go directly to people that need it. So if you can click that link, if you're able to donate to people, that would be dope. If you can't, I understand, but it is there. Hey, episode 101, it's done We will be back on the 21st. Uh, I mentioned it in episode 100. It's going to be every other week now. My guest is Tampa Clearwater, Kansas City-based companion Damon King. We uh, sat down a couple weeks ago. I'm so excited for you all to hear this. If you like the show, hit us with five stars. Write us a review. I'll love you forever. I will see you on the 21st. Later. Full service.